Beautiful Anonymous is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Support for today's show comes from Squarespace. Whether you need a portfolio to showcase your work, a store to sell your products and services, or a blog to share your ideas, Squarespace gives you everything you need to make your next move into a reality, including a free domain. Not to mention with Squarespace's beautifully designed templates and customizable features, creating a beautiful website is a simple and intuitive process. Simply add and arrange your content with the click of a mouse. And that's an important thing. I've tried to build so many websites over the years. It's always tough. There's always... So much communication that needs to happen, so much coding, all these things that are outside of my grasp. Squarespace makes it so easy. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code CG to get 10% off your first purchase. CG, like me, Chris Gethard. Squarespace.com, offer code CG, you get 10% off. This episode's brought to you by Subaru. If you've ever wondered what it's like to own a Subaru, you can meet real Subaru owners and find out on meetandowner.com. Owners create a personalized profile, Make video, photo, text, posts, and communicate one-on-one with users to share a first-hand look at what owning a Subaru is really like. These are actual personal endorsements from people who know. Check out meetandowner.com. Talk to real owners. See how a Subaru can fit your life at meetandowner.com. And stay tuned. At the end of today's show, we're doing a bonus mini episode of Beautiful Anonymous. Subaru has stepped up and allowed us to make this happen. And it's they let us do it our way. It's a genuine mini episode of Beautiful Stories. I'm really proud of it. Thank you, Subaru, for making that happen. Hello, all you big gifted bastards. It's Beautiful Anonymous. One hour, one phone call. No names, no holds barred. Hello, everybody. It's your friend Chris Gethard here. Very excited to bring you another episode of Beautiful Anonymous, a show that's all about empathy, baby. Talking to real people about their real lives. And remember, you call in someday, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to anybody. If you want to show your support for the show, you go to earwolf.com. We got the Sorry Sally t shirt, we got an enamel pin. With my head on it, I will say someone in the Facebook group saw that enamel pin and said the artist was a little generous in the amount of hair she chose to put on Gethard's head. Hurt my feelings. Hurt my feelings. Also, there's there's the Webby Awards. The Webby Awards are like the internet Oscars, and I've been I've been nominated for best host for Beautiful Anonymous. So you can vote. You want to vote for me for best host? I think I'm in like fourth place right now. Out of five, I think out of five. Um, and that's okay. That, I'm not going to get it caught up in this, but you want to see your buddy Gethard win a major award? Go vote at the Webbies. Vote for me for best host. Let's see if we can do some damage there. That could be fun. Last week's show, we talked to a midwife. It was very cool to see the reaction to that show. So many people so blown away and impressed by that woman and, and, and her selflessness and her life choices. It was very cool. I was a little worried. Um, personally, you know, she did talk about being a doula for people um, choosing to have abortions. And I thought there was going to be a lot of negative feedback to that. And I, it was very cool to see all, uh, beautiful anonymous fans out there. I love you. 
I really do, because uh, the internet can be such a scary place, but it feels like the fans of this show are so driven by wanting to just listen, hear each other out. Very rarely are there fights. And there were some people who said, I don't agree with abortion, but I really do applaud this woman for her decency. I saw one person who said something along the lines of like, I don't agree with abortion, but I do believe that Christianity is about helping those in need. And in that sense, I applaud this woman. And I thought that was very cool to read. Also, here's something that blew me away. A woman named Dawn said, not very anonymous. Where's everybody listening from? I'm from the West Coast of Ireland. And this blew me away. Because again, this show is, we're on the American phone system here. Almost all of our callers are from America. I know people have always asked how to call internationally. And I don't know what to say outside of, you got to pay a lot of long distance rates. I'm sorry. Um, but I do just want to give a shout out. This this blew my mind. I want to say hi to Monique from London, Julie from Ontario, Tina from Ulm, Germany, Marcia from Chile, Rihanna from York, UK, Rebecca from London. I'm just going with the non-US ones here. Janet from Canada, Emma from Dublin, Jenny from Manila. Hello, Adam, who just moved to Victoria. Hello, Nurul from Malaysia. Hello, Jackie from the Northern Territory, Australia. If you're living in Australia in some place called the Northern Territory, I want to know more about what that's like. Please call someday because that sounds like it's pretty out there. I could keep going. Kelly from someplace called Guelph in Canada. What is Guelph? I never even heard of it. We got Sam from Bristol, UK. We got Jacqueline from Toronto. I should start skipping the Canadians too. They're on the same continent as us. We got Layla from Brighton, Dan from Norway. This is nuts, man. Gabrielle from Johannesburg. Maybe she posted twice. Ryla from Melbourne. Got everybody. Michaela from the Philippines. Joss from Verbier, Switzerland. Marilia from Sao Paulo, Brazil. I could just sit here and read this all day. I'll stop because this thread keeps going on and on. But I was so amazed that so many people like Ilja from Stuttgart, Germany. This it blew my mind. Thank you guys for letting me know. Nola from South Africa. I'll stop. I'm done. But thank you. Most of all, thank you to all our international listeners. One simple thread. Somebody in there said, it's, this is making the world feel so much smaller in a good way. I love that. Super cool. Let's get to this week's episode now that I've just read a number of names, probably infuriated half of you. I know how it works. I see everybody on the internet says they skip my intros. You think I don't see it? Skip my, I put so much work into these intros. People skipping my intros. That's fine. This call, let's go for it. We're talking to some swingers. We got a couple on the line. We got a couple. We got a guy and a lady. And guess what? They're living outside the traditional definitions of what a marriage might be, even though they are in fact married. And you'll hear, I try to get juicy on this one. I try to make it real juicy. There's some times where I succeed and there's some times where they say, hey, cool it, dude. <laughs> But I really enjoyed it. They live a lifestyle. Not everybody's going to agree with that lifestyle, but it is a lifestyle. And once again, the thing that blows me away most by this show, no matter who I talk to for an hour on the phone line, they might live a lifestyle totally different from mine, something that I can never understand. But as long as I respect it, doesn't matter if I understand it. What always happens, people just trying to love the people they love, get by, live the lives they live. So cool to hear. Thank you for letting us in on the uh, often secretive world of swinging and I hope you enjoy this call. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello? Hello. Hi. How are you? Hi. <laughs> Good. Well, thank you for talking to me. Well, thanks for taking our call. Uh, very exciting. I listen to your show all the time. Thanks. Love it very much. Thanks for checking it yeah. out. And your uh, your voicemail is intriguing. I just want I just wanted to get this out of the way. 
I say, yeah. I say, no holding back. I'm not going to dance around anything. If we get explicit, we get explicit. I can always, uh, I can always give people a heads up about that in the intro. But let's just, let's just talk. Let's. I just want to hear about okay. the life. I want to hear about this lifestyle. Sounds great. All right. Um, well, I'm here on the phone with my husband. Uh, we, uh, you know, we have a story to tell, but we, you know, have to live it kind of secret. It's not something that is acceptable to talk about out in the world or in our life necessarily. So we live a normal life. Um, you know, we have jobs, kids, you know, live the normal life. But in our free time, we definitely do not live, you know, what, what would be the norm for a married couple. Um, we are swingers and we have a lot of fun in our life. We love it very much. So we're kind of opening the floor today to just kind of talk about it. It's something that's, um, you know, always kept secret and it's fun to, you know, talk about our life because we love it so much and it's hard to keep it a secret because it is so fun. That's rad. (laughs) I'm psyched. I I got more than an hour's worth of questions on this. So okay, okay, <laughs> okay. I gotta, I gotta calm down and just get my head straight. So when we talk about, <laughs> I feel like I know the answer to this, but just so we're all clear, when we say swinging, what exactly, what exactly, um, what are we talking here? When okay. we say swinging, what does this entail? So um, we, um, you know, we're married. We've been married for a long time. Um, but when we, you know, go out on the weekends for dates and stuff, we go on dates with other couples and, um, you know, swinging, we full swap, we swap with people. So kind of, kind of what we look for. So you, you'll link up with another couple and then sexually yeah. trade off. Is it, is it trade off? Is it a group situation? Do you attend swinging parties? I want to know, I want to know what the parameters are. Do you keep it more um, private, intimate yeah. dating? Um, you know, there's a whole world out there. Uh, we kind of, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, we can we can do. There, there's parties that you can go to, or or you can just do like the individual uh, dating too. Um, you know, we do both. It's kind of fun to mix it up every once in a while. All right. All right. <laughs> I would say we tend to stick to more the uh, dating scene, a little more remote. If you're in a more populated area, I would say you can. You know, almost every weekend, there are uh, theme events. There was just like a Mardi Gras event, that kind of stuff. Pretty common across the community, wherever it is that that's kind of the scene. But for us, we like to do the more intimate, more more dates, more um, seeing old friends, that kind of stuff. Okay. Oh, that's good. So it is, so it, 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 there's a community and a culture. This is not just. This is not just right, right. There's there's quite a few uh, websites, both national and local, and uh, yeah, there's uh, most people you meet. I would say um, more just trying to find what fits them versus like a, um, I guess comparing it to maybe like a fetish um, site or something like that. Right. Right. And can I, just so I can get the sensationalism out of the way, because you can imagine, I would imagine when you do talk about this with uh, people outside the lifestyle, I, I, I'm, there's a little part of me that's like, I got, I got, I got to just ask the, I'm going to ask like the, just the, uh, the, 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 the hard hitting, the sensationalism during questions first. <laughs> ask, yeah, I know for sure. Can I ask like, what's yeah. the, like, as far as people who participate in a group sexual activity, what's like, what's like the largest number of people that have been involved? Um, do you mean like an actual, uh, like, 
date that we've been on with how many people sort of thing? Or what do you mean? I mean specifically in a bedroom <laughs> situation. What are we, oh, okay. is, it, is it usually uh, just pairs? Do you, you guys say you aim towards pairs. You've also normally, been to parties. Yeah. yeah well, normally um, we go on dates with just a couple, you know, mm-hmm, so then mm-hmm. it would just be the four of us kind of a thing. Um, we have been, you know, to parties where a situation has been, you know, more than four people, um, you know, so it's kind of depends on what sort of event we're at or where we're going. But we normally it's just a date with two other people, a couple or just like a single female or something like that. Right. right. For us, the number yeah. is eight. Eight. That would be most <laughs> eight. at one. We've at been like in eight. Four couples person, kind yeah. of hit it off. Wow. And I really, but I really. I think there's oh, larger. Go. So yeah, there's certainly larger um, events and venues out there. If that's if that's what you're seeing too, I really do love how you guys handled that question as a team. Whereas I asked the question, and then she said, you know, a very measured. Okay, let's think of it this way and that way and this way. And then he went eight straight up eight, eight people. <laughs> well, like when you ask a detailed question and someone dances around like that, yeah. Someone just step in and save it. <laughs> no, <laughs> we all, we'll all, there'll be many bumbling awkward questions. So how do you, is this, is this a lifestyle you guys were in before you got married or did you yeah, discover it along question. the way? Um, we, you know, it's kind of, it's been a journey. Um, I would say when we first started dating, um, I discovered that I also, you know, I liked women. Um, and I always joked to my husband that, you know, the cut before I switched over to things. So um, so it kind of, we started dating in that, in that realm already. Um, we, and then we got married, we did all the, you know, the norms of, of what you should do, you know, get a job, buy a house, have kids, all that. Um, and then kind of during that time in our life, we sort of gave up our, you know, younger, I liked girls phase. Um, and just were, you know, just monogamous. That's how we got married. That's how we lived for quite a few years. And then, um, I think at one point I just remembered, I was like, Hey, you know what? I still like girls and you know, I just, I don't want to really give up on that. Um, and so it kind of, it worked out to where I said one day to my husband, you know, I, I think we should get a girlfriend. I think that would be awesome. Cause then I could kind of have, you know, what I want, you know, both ways. And of course he thought that was you know, an awesome idea. Like, yeah, let's find one. <laughs> um, so it's kind of a journey. That's sort of how it started. It, you know, it took us quite a few years after we were married to kind of find that again. But we, you know, for a while we tried to just, you know, live the life that you're supposed to live and stuff. And after a while I was like, you know what? I just, I still miss it. So. Wow. So I feel like, yeah. I feel like the very cartoonish, like uh, the stereotypical response to that would be like, whoa, score, dude. You know what I mean? That's like the bro answer. <laughs> I would imagine it's a much more layered reaction than that in reality, right? Yeah, for us, it was more like, man, there was like a year and a half, two years of like discussions, just thoroughly talking over details and uh, just kind of wrapping your head around it, accepting it, I guess, ourselves maybe. And uh, yeah, that's basically our process was was definitely a walk before you crawl, baby steps for us. Uh-huh. And, and, uh, and what are like, what are the... What are the terms of engagement that you did come up with in that one to two year period of sort of letting this idea percolate? What are the details that you land on? Well, we we basically went into it full force and we were just like, well, let's just figure out what works and doesn't work as we go. Um, we had, a, I mean, typical rules you'll see initially, you'll see a lot of people who want to stick with, um, you know, the same room, which is, which is certainly 
comment. Um, what else did we have? I don't know if we had much else besides that and just kind of repeatedly yeah, checking just like the in. Same, the same room, we wanted to be together. And yeah, we, I think we were just, we were so new, we didn't know what to look for, I think. So we just kind of jumped in and just started figuring it out. And it's, I think we've, you know, decided along the way things that we don't like and things that we do like. And it's, we've changed, you know, even from when we started to, you know, what we like now. So, yeah. And, and I feel like, uh, th- that first night, there must've been a lot of stress there, huh? <laughs> Actually the first, uh, like our, first time we ever first told anybody like a close friend was because we were going to some like random address to meet some people. And we're like third person. When you look at that, like, Oh, I met these people on the internet. I'm going to meet them somewhere. And we're like, yeah, I feel like I could end up missing. So we kind of uh, yeah. we told um, my best friend, and he was, like, not surprised, basically, just <laughs> as a, um, hey, man, if you don't hear from me in three days, like, here's the address, you know. And yeah. this is what we're doing, and yep. <laughs> wow. And he was like, yeah, you guys, there's a sexual vibe pervading your relationship, and I understand you need to explore it more thoroughly yeah, well, than the traditional. Started, like, heavily... Yeah, so we started heavily early on, like, our along that conversation period, we started going to uh, a lot of strip clubs, just hanging out at strip clubs, which was counterproductive probably, but um, it was fun. We That's how the whole thing started, um, was we went out my birthday one year, and then she got a lap dance from a stripper, and it kind of reawoken that in her. Like, the next day, she's like, we should... Uh, we should find a girlfriend because they just apparently grow on, grow on trees in her opinion. <laughs> yeah. From my, from my limited knowledge of this world, I've heard that the, the single girl is referred to as the unicorn because it's a, a unicorn. Yeah. A rarity. They're, they're hard to find. Yes. And you know, if there is one there, there, a, a lot of people are trying to get a date with them. So not super easy. <laughs> so the, the single female into dating a couple is, is perhaps one of the most, as far as supply and demand goes, one of the most, uh, Yep. Rare people in the dating scene. Fascinating. Yep. So you get yeah, no uh, no lack of messages if you're, uh, if you're an attractive <laughs> single girl. Yeah, pretty easy to get the communication going. So you tell a buddy, hey, <laughs> okay, if we disappear, if anything bad happens, here's what's going on. So you drive to this house that you found on the internet. You pull into the driveway. Is there ever like? Is there a moment of like? Is there a moment in the car oh. where you're like, is it time to bail? Or are you like, no, yeah, it's absolutely. Every, absolutely. You know, we, we were terrified, terrified. <laughs> like, what are we doing? You know, I just, you know, I think we joke about it now, but we're, we always put ourselves in these crazy, awkward positions and just, you know, we do it to ourselves. Like here we are meeting up with these people, at, you know, some random address. And of course it's brand new to us. We had no idea what we were doing and, oh, it was terrifying, of course. So. Right, and, yeah. and what was that first? Was that first experience with a single female, or was it with a couple? It was with a couple. Wow! Now, how does that leap happen? Because yeah. I'll say this culturally, I think the idea of a bisexual female, right? That is the stereotype of like, well, that's maybe like culturally a, a form of experimentation that's accepted more than some others. But I feel like. Mm-hmm. That must be a conversation about, I'm not sure what the stance regarding any attraction to other men was between the two of you, but that is, that is a leap, right? From the initial, I like, I'm, yeah. I am, I am a female well, who likes other know, females. I, 
we we never really started with the single female thing just because it is so hard to find, you know, so then you just, you know, you'd start dating couples and I, I like guys too, but it was for me more about the woman of the couple, I guess. And, you know, and then the guy was sort of like the next, you know, also there as well, but I was more seeking the girls out of the couples anyway, too. Um, that's kind of how we got started on the couple dating. That's pretty much what's more available. And I know initially, even in our conversations for me, excuse me, for me, it was like, I wanted to make sure I wasn't just selling out and being like, well, I want to do this part, so whatever she does is fine as long as I can do my part. So that was kind of a hurdle initially for me once it transitioned to like, okay, we're probably going to see couples versus, uh, you know, just single girls. And, uh, yeah, there was definitely some, some conversation and transition for that. And I didn't even know going into that how I was going to handle or feel about it. Yeah, what's the like? What's the conversation? Because you don't know. That's one of those choices that it's like this. Our instincts are telling us to go here. This could be really fun. If this right, turns out right. to not be our thing, what what do we do when we walk back to the car tonight? Like that must be a real conversation, right? Right. And we and we basically kept it at okay. It's just like a free night. Let it happen. You can be pissed, but you can't be a dick about it the next day. You can't. We can reset. It's just, so we had to go in yep. with, like, no judgment, figure it out, and then we regroup, basically. So, yeah, you had yep. that conversation. And it's just a lot of learning moments. <laughs> you had that conversation, though, like, this might be a one-night thing, and we never mention this ever again. It had yeah. Wow. <laughs> yep. Right. I want to ask an explicit question, if it's okay. Tell me if I ever cross a line. But I just want to okay. ask, no, like, like, when you... That first time that you see your significant other having sex with someone else across the room, what is going through your head? Oh, that's a good question. Um, um, gosh, what it, you know, it's just, it's, it's surprising. It's almost like you're not seeing what's actually happening. Um, but at the same time, you're also, you know, busy and having your own fun. And it's just, you know, it starts off at first surprising. But after a while, like now, when I look at it, um, it's exciting because I see how much fun he's having. I see how much fun, you know, they're having together. And it's, you know, it just helps me have more fun. Wow. Good and for answer. me, it was like the kind of the same thing. I look over what was going on and like process it and back to what I was doing. I don't think I really dwelled on it at the time. And then mm -hmm. I knew it didn't super bother me. You know, it was going to have like a moment of rage or something. So, um, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so you're more of a, a watcher than, than I am. I'm more like, I yeah, accept it's happening. I like I'm not against it. I'm not and, like, I don't know if I would ever yeah. just watch. You know, it's not, it's not my my bag. But When you say you like to watch, how what, how come? What is that? What feelings does that bring up? Um, I, it's just exciting for me because I know how awesome it is uh, when we're together, you know. And so when I see him doing that with someone else, it just it's exciting, I think. Like, she's having an awesome time. That's cool. You know, like, it just makes me happy that they're having fun. And, so you know, she's having a little escape and a fantasy as well, you know, that we're involved in. I think that's so awesome. Yeah, that's cool. So you, as someone who's attracted to both parties, you're just, you're just enjoying the view at that point. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you guys, <laughs> and then afterwards like so there's some relationships you've built where this has happened are there like do you like go out to movies or like you go get coffee like catch up do you have like a text chain with like all four of you on it like what's the interactions like oh, yeah. afterwards 
Yeah. Uh, we, you know, we're, we're generally friends, you know, with everybody that we're dating. So we constantly are texting with them. We have four way, you know, text streams going with everybody we know. And it's, it's fun. Cause we just, you know, we're all together. We all know what's happening with everybody's relationship and it's, you know, we're a group. It's fun. Wow. And when you, when yeah. you meet people, how, how do you, how, <laughs> there's so much logistics, huh? So I mean, so much of this life is like fun and exciting in the bedroom. But before that, there's a lot of logistics. I'm huh? like, how do you, when you meet someone, do you have to like, do you both have to agree that each member of the couple is attractive? How do you, is that a conversation? How do you, yeah. yeah. How do you flow? Yeah. yeah like, it's basically like 10% awesome and 90% logistics and like, chaos because like uh, just a lot of you know like uncomfortable situations that you put yourself in a lot of nerves like but um to answer your question about the dates yeah we, we catch up with people and and talk to them all the time um what was the other question how do you how do you discuss like the attractiveness factor when there's four oh, people yeah. involved yeah yeah you feel, you have to leave you try to do as much legwork as possible and as much research and then um, you can weed out a fair amount of people that way. And then you just kind of have a lot of people have signs. We've, we've kind of gone away from like signs where you know, grab a leg and it's means yes or whatever. And we kind of go with, um, we have a pretty good idea heading into it. But yeah, you certainly have to mm-hmm. agree um, four ways. Yeah. So with, So on the sites where you meet, you can see photographs. I'm sure there might be a little bit of Facebook stalking that goes on from time to time. You have a general idea mm-hmm. what you're getting into, but every once in a while yeah. you might run into a situation where you're like, "Well, he's he's built like a Greek god, but her haircut just ain't <laughs> working for me. We got to split. Let's do the leg grab. All of a sudden, one of us isn't feeling well. Let's head on yeah. home." Ooh. Is it going to be awkward? Is it, is it going to be? I bet it's, uh, that's a good question. Is my point, and I bet the answer is going to be pretty exciting but before we hear that answer we got many sponsors that help make this show happen let's go ahead and hear about the products and services they have to offer so happy to tell you about blue apron i use it i love it okay not all ingredients are created equal fresh high quality ingredients make a real difference important to know where your food comes from thankfully for less than 10 bucks a meal blue apron delivers delicious quality food courtesy of over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the U.S. right to your door. It supports a more sustainable food system, sets high standards for ingredients. It's no wonder they're the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in this country. And I'm telling you, the really great thing about Blue Apron, it shows up. My wife and I, we get so excited. We pull out the recipes, and they got picture guides. Even a bumbling dork like me can cook these foods. And we sit, we talk, we actually cook at home new things that we haven't tried before. It breaks us out of our routine, allows us to just really have a night in together that has this excitement. I really love the experience. Some of the meals available in April include spinach and fresh mozzarella pizza with olives, bell peppers, and ricotta salada. Wow. Sweet and sour salmon with bok choy, carrot, and ginger fried rice. Parmesan-crusted chicken with creamy fettuccine and roasted broccoli. Baby broccoli and fontina paninis with hard-boiled egg and arugula salad. Check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com beautiful. You'll love it. Love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com beautiful. I really enjoy it. Me and my wife love doing it together. Blue Apron is a better way to cook. How'd you like to be your own boss and have the power to earn extra money whenever you want? Get your side hustle on. 
drive with Uber. That's what Katrina did. Having just moved to a new city, Katrina wanted to get out and meet new people. She's done that, driving with Uber. Plus, she's seeing new parts of her city she's never seen and earning extra money. Look, when you drive with Uber, you're in control, okay? You work around your life. Nobody's telling you when to come in, when to leave, asking you to change your plans, come in early, stay late, all those things. No, it's up to you. You turn on the app when you want to work, you turn it off when you don't. Simple as that. You decide when and where. You want to pick up that extra cash. Makes driving with Uber a great fit just about anybody, especially if your regular schedule is always changing. It's a nice way to find, find that extra cash in those gaps that you have. It's really cool. Favorite part is how Uber's instant pay makes everyday payday. You cash out straight from the app to your bank account up to five times a day. That's rad. You get paid five times a day if you feel like it. I like that. Meet new people, see new parts of your city, and earn extra cash when you want on your schedule like Katrina. Drive with Uber. Go to uber.com slash drive now and every day can be payday. That's uber.com slash drive now. U-B-E-R dot com slash drive now. Certain restrictions apply. See site for details. Thanks to our sponsors for bringing beautiful anonymous to this world for free. Now let's get back to our phone call. But her haircut just ain't working for me. We got to split. Let's do the leg grab. All of a sudden, one of us isn't feeling well. Let's head on yeah. home. That You know, and that happens. Uh, generally, the, the dates that we go on, we, we know exactly what they look like before we go into the date. So it doesn't normally happen that way. Um, but we have met people, you know, at events or wherever where we just, you know, we know that, you know, maybe one person out of that couple that's attracted to the other one is definitely not what we're looking for. So we'll just kind of politely keep moving and, you know, just try to keep the conversation going and then, you know, about something else and just try to be polite. It's not fun to reject people or anything, but at the same time, you know, this is, we're into it because we like to date and we like to be attracted to them. And it's, you know, it's not like, you know, anybody will do. It's like dating, you know, for, you know, how everyone yeah. else dates as well too, you know. How fun. That must, there must be yeah, some. Occasionally you get, get that half of a couple who doesn't quite get that there's, there's nothing to go for and you kind of, more or less similar yeah. have to be somewhat blunt. Yeah. But uh you know. We've been pretty lucky overall, um, pretty positive experience. But mm-hmm. like I said, we do a lot of like work. We don't do a lot of random we're gonna head out tonight kind of thing. So Yeah, yeah. But you it must be like there is an element of like it must there if if this is your chosen lifestyle, there must be some fun conversation. Like you must like the gab. You guys must get to gab with each other. Like oh man, she was <laughs> she was a perfect ten. And that guy. That's like that's my going? favorite part. Afterwards, we'll just talk all about you know how it all went, and I just love to hear what his thoughts are, and you know like specific like what you know how was it? Like was it awesome? And I get to hear all that. You know, it's so it's fun to hear, and it's just fun to hear his perspective, and then how I saw it as well, and. We love to, you know, talk about it on, you know, afterwards the next day and all that. That's cool. I think the stere- yeah. the stereotype too. I think the thought from the outside. One thing that's very cool for me to hear as we talk is like I think the stereotype from the outside would be that generally it might be a guy that drives this because there's that, you know, that urge to get around a little bit more. And the stereotype really sounds like you're mm-hmm. in the driver's seat on this one, lady, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. It's you know it's it's a team, you know, for sure. We work together on it you know we you know we decide on people together and you know we you know listen to each other's opinions we're we're a team definitely it's not just me driving it or him or you know at certain times you know maybe one of us is feeling a little like oh maybe take a break but the other one's not ready you know so sometimes we'll get on different times you know sort of but for the most part you know we work really well together on it and figure it out together yeah yeah and there's definitely that across the spectrum 
of, of it. There is certainly that uh, the where it's not the woman driven. Sometimes there's one dragging somebody else along, and you can if you kind of know. I guess if you've been around a bit, you kind of know what to look for and and pick up on that because you do you do see that. Like the last thing you want is like an uncomfortable situation where half half of the party doesn't want to be there. Yeah, that's cool. That is cool. <laughs> what is it? What an odd, just a moment in life. Like, hey, I'd want to sleep with other girls. We should get in on that. And then you have to go like, okay, I guess I'm going to, uh, there's a, there's a bunch of other girls <laughs> again. <laughs> okay. I mean, here's a, here's a, I just want to be blunt and ask this question. And I feel like you guys are amongst some of the most open, chilled out people I've ever talked to on this show. So I'm feeling progressively more comfortable. Here is one is that, like I mentioned, the bisexual female, a little more accepted in, 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 in culture. There's like a little bit of just more of, of, of that vibe. When when other men get involved, sir, do you, like, do you have to explore, like, what exactly does this mean about my sexuality to have sexual experience where other men are here involved? Do, do those thoughts come up? Like for Oh, I'm sorry, for, for me? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, so for, for me, I don't, um, and this is pretty common, at least in the circle, you know, I don't, quote, unquote, play with guys or, or anything like that. Um, I mean, there's, I guess there's always some uh, uh, male, female, female stuff, or male, female, male stuff that tends to happen. But as far as me, I don't um, participate with with guys. And I would say, in our experience, pretty low percentage that does um, are just interested mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. And I think it just goes back to that whole stigma. Whatever. I mean, there's certainly been people out there, but uh, just something that doesn't interest me, I guess. Right. Right. That's cool. I think there are there are probably some people who define norms of sexuality as even saying like, well, I would never I if if I'm not attracted to someone of the opposite sex, I wouldn't even have a sexual experience with them tangentially involved or in the same room. I feel like Oh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh yeah, no, we've been you know, I guess the boundaries kind of up and we're pretty open about that and I think um I don't know if we've ever came across a situation that was uncomfortable for me from that perspective. You guys really have your shit together in a way. <laughs> I thought this was going to be like super dirty and it's really, really interesting, but you guys have thought about all this backwards and forwards. This is just a culture you participate in. I think it's like, yeah. that's like a metaphor for the lifestyle too, because most of you come in and think it's super just hardcore orgies and just chaos, and most of it is Facebook slash dating, which is awesome. Dating and relationships, yeah. yeah. Great time with that too. But so at the so at the end of the day, it's just sort of our our instincts are guiding us towards a particular lifestyle. It's something that's a little underground. We're going to do it. It's we're going to put in the same work you would in any other type of relationship. So you've had a, yeah. there's been a couple hardcore yeah. orgies though, right? I'm not wrong here. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. There's certainly is we that found ourselves in one, just the one. <laughs> what is that? I gotta ask. Walk me through the steps of an orgy. <laughs> oh man. For ours, it came up kind of random, as most probably do. <laughs> random um, orgy. All right. <laughs> it was so random. <laughs> At an event, and we're drinking, having a good time. I think we left um, to get drinks or something, came back, and there's just like three people, three couples 
heading to a room. You're like, oh, I, I see where this is going. I get to the room. There's a fourth couple. And you're like, I don't know them. Are they supposed to be here? And, um, yeah, it just kind of took off from there. It, I mean, yeah, it took off. Yeah, people just started and it was just, it kept going. And we found ourselves in that eight person orgy. <laughs> And what is the going on? Is it just like, like, I would imagine there's like, there's like all like the, uh, there's like the, the, like living out the fantasy, the pornography side of like, there's all sorts of moaning and sweating, but are there also just so many moments of like, Hey, could you move your elbow? Like, are there lots of those? Oh too? my God. It was, it's so funny. It's, it's really real like that. It really is. It's like, we were all laughing and talking across the room and just, you know, having a fun time, but we're all still having sex. You know, it was like, I remember at one point, um, one of the girls was pretty drunk and she, like the next person was heading towards her and she's like, what do you want? Like laughing about it. We were just like all having a good time. It was just hilarious and fun. Just like, what do you want? And then somebody's like, I guess. Yeah, what do you want? Get on over here. Wow. And then the person just answers like, I guess I want a 69. And then they're like, okay. Right, exactly. It's that simple. Wow. It was easy. It was it was just so fluid and fun and it just like randomly happened and it was awesome. That was something like I said I would never I said something I would never probably be interested in. Just like from the perspective of like the logistics, you know, like I'm in this room, there's like these women like I don't know if they wanna be near me or want me to you know. It just seems like a headache, but when it actually did happen it was it was pretty uh Pretty seamless, pretty comfortable. Sounds like sounds pretty fun. Like so, <laughs> I, what kind of event? What kind of event are we talking here? <laughs> Where an orgy breaks out? There's lifestyle events, and they're they're basically themed. They're like secret themed clubs or whatever, and they have like through their websites they'll promote you know weekend events. Um, you see things like slutty prom or like. Um, where people dress up to a certain theme and kind of mingle, oh. usually a couple hundred people or more. And uh, so, yeah, it's kind of a whole lingerie parties and just kind of they'll, they'll rent out a venue and just close it down. I know this is a little crass, but I just have to say, it must really suck to be the first person to finish at an orgy, <laughs> right? <laughs> the person who's like just hanging out, waiting for things to wrap up. That's gotta be. And then if there's somebody who can't finish, that must be, everybody must be like, come on, dude. Yeah, there's, there's that a little bit of that, moment yeah. of you're like, what did I just do? And you're just staring at this room like, play. <laughs> and it's not usually like a hotel room, so you're limited on where you can go. So you're like, do I like, get around a drink? Do I pass out towels? Like, <laughs> what do I do now? <laughs> pass out towels! Because there is, there is that moment. Because, again, this is crass. We're going to put a little bit of an X-rated label in the intro of this one so people know. I'm just going to go there and say, like, we all know. Yeah. Everybody knows there's times where you get a little worked up. You're in the mood. And, like, you know, like, self-pleasuring. Like, there's times where you finish. And as soon as you finish, you're like... Oh, I got to click X on this browser and just move on because that guy, why? I got real caught up in something there. You know, like I just got caught up. That I never sobering ex- moment of shame. When you're like, I never expected to watch that video. Let me go ahead and X this out. My incognito browser on Chrome. There must be a moment in an orgy where if you finish a little soon where you're looking around like, oh, uh, I thought. Uh, well, Are you going out the door or the window? Like how fast can you get out of this room, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no, most things are pretty, 
pretty good. I mean, I, I don't remember on that particular I don't, occasion. I like, don't remember that happening that issue. time, I guess. Yeah, we were, we were very busy the whole time. So. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, right in the thick of things, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, right in the thick of it. <laughs> Does everybody get, like, if somebody takes too long, is there, like, again, I'm just going to start being a little crass. Like, there must be a point if it's, like, there's just one person who needs to finish, and you want to respect that. It's an experience for everybody, but everybody else is, like, done. And it's, like, dude, like, just don't want to watch you, like, eat ass anymore. Like, come on. At some point, they just, at some point, they just quit. I think there's usually one of those at the end. And then at the end, it's just, like, okay, everyone's chatting, and they just kind of, okay. I guess we're done now. <laughs> yeah. Because I would have to imagine there's yeah. like lots of nerves and social etiquette that gets involved that's hard to navigate, and that might affect people's performance along the way. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. There's yeah, a, lot a lot going lot on. Of, there's uh, definitely a lot to look at, a lot going on, a lot of, you know, it's just a lot to take in all at once. So afterwards, you're just like, whoa, what, you know, <laughs> let's think about this and retalk about it. And, wow, what just happened? And, and how do you avoid feelings crazy. of competitiveness? Like, how, like, there must be times where you're like with someone where it's like, you walk away and it's like, wow, she was so hot. Or like, wow, that guy's body was crazy nice. Like, how do you avoid the insecurity? I think that's one of the major questions I bet a lot of people, like, there's probably a lot of people who have said, like, I wonder if I could ever do that. But then they're like, oh, I'd be so insecure. How do you, how do you dodge that? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the good thing is it's not, you know, we're not all supermodels. We're all just regular people. You know, we're just people dating people. So it's, I, I generally, you know, we don't feel too bad about ourselves. We're not supermodels by any means, but we don't, you know, we try hard to look good. And, you know, the people that we're with are also, you know, the same, you know, around the same age as us. They've been through the same, you know, life experiences. You know, we're not all supermodels, you know, so we get it. And we, we're not looking for the perfect bodies or anything. We're just looking for fun people. It's more about personalities and um, connecting that way than, you know, yeah. just what they look like. I think one thing that is kind of, interesting for us is we do tend to, so you have your, like your online persona and I would say our online persona is, is pretty good. Uh, most of the pictures we take or post are, are pretty, pretty well, well known. They're attractive pictures. Um, but we also kind of stick, um, both up and down within that range. So you see a lot of people who are like, <laughs> at some point you're just trying to jump too many, too many points, you know, where you're just like, right. you're trying yeah. to overachieve and that's a recipe for disaster. So we kind of take the same approach as someone messages and they're clearly like a fitness 24 seven, um, super, super cut. And, you know, that's their, their goal is to have a kind of a body across the board. And it's like, we're probably not have that much in common for one. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and two, it's like, you know, I feel like you're too attractive for me. You know, it's like you're too, you're, you're at a level that I don't want to participate in right now. But so, so much logic. Both ways. If I can get to that level and with our, with that person in this, then I want to be there where we try to, we look for connection first, I guess is, is the basis of what I'm saying. And I'm going to ask a juvenile, very juvenile follow-up, but I have to ask. There's size insecurities amongst men. This is like a well-tread joke. Right, right. Are there ever situations yep. where you get in the bedroom and you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, guys, looks like <laughs> looks like one of those yeah. fireplace logs. It's like a yeah. Duraflame oh just fell yes. out of his pants. That does, yes. Yes, you just said, you see it? I, I, have been, like, I have been surprised one time with such 
Yeah, it, it looked like a, you know, like a balloon you make a balloon animal with. It just kept, it got huge. Like, it was just, it was huge. And I just was like, oh, my God. And what's, <laughs> what do you do with that? What's the reaction? How do you handle that? <laughs> you just I just left. And, and you just like, wow. I just cool. cried and left. Wait, you, did, you say, did you say you left or laughed? I, I said I just cried and left is what happened. No, no. Um, for me... Like, knowing that was, I don't know. I guess I didn't have a, it was like, I was like, I don't know. If you were into it, go for it. I didn't yeah. have an opinion on it necessarily, yeah. other than, like, yeah. you big gifted bastard, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what's so cool about you two that I can tell is, like, there's so much heart and logic and reason. It's about you guys as a couple. And uh, I would imagine that those conversations get you past all, all – like I think there there, is, there are people who I'm sure there's a concern very valid that they'd say, well, if that, I ran into a situation like that, is it going to change everything forever? Can I satisfy my lover after that? Sounds like you guys know that you're connected, mm-hmm. you're connected in a way that goes beyond some of those physical concerns. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Like we, we choose yeah, to share always- together. It's – you know, we're, we're partners, you know, hundred percent, the the sex life, that's just what we do for fun. You know, like we're, that has nothing to do with if we're still together, if we're still solid, if we're partners, you know, we're always, we are that we go home together, we live our life together and then we just go have fun, you know, doing these sexual things, you know, together, but also separate, you know. So there's, there's like five days a week where just like any other married couple with kids, you're like, ah, oh, should we like heat up the chicken from last night or maybe we should bake this ziti and then the weekend hits and you're like should we call balloon animal guy should we call him back what do you think <laughs> like it's time to live <laughs> exactly I would like request more like 30 days a month or chicken reheat nights and then we get out <laughs> once a month or yeah Yep. Depends on the time of year, I guess. But. And can I just ask, like, like in the gen, like, what's your general age range? How long have you been married? Uh, early thirties, early to mid thirties, I would say, and then we're married what? Ten years. Ten, Ten years. years. We've been together since we were teenagers. Teen? So oh wow! We started dating young. Yeah. In high school. In high school. Yep. That's cool. So, and I, I, that, so was part of this maybe like dating that young, you don't get that traditional college, let's really explore, experiment phase, let, so let's yep. just have that together? You know, we did. Yeah, we, we, we don't do that. Yeah, we at one point I think we talked about, you know, like, are we okay with just being us two forever? You know, like that's really strange because he was my first, you know, and I just – it was sort of to be like that, you know, it seems weird to not go out and live that part of your life, you know. And yeah. for us it just made sense to just – you know, live our lives that way. Wow. So marrying that... That was almost a hang-up for me is that just to be sure we weren't just quote-unquote making up for fucks we missed in high school, you know? Yeah. So yeah. we were just like... To me, it was important that we're not just trying to make up or like realize something that isn't there, but it was just... I don't think that's really ever been a driving factor and maybe initially, but... Yeah. Since I, done, I would say. Since I just brought up the fact that you guys have kids again, you're going to... Like, you're going to tell them someday? Or is it just, eh, nobody wants to know about their parents' mm. sex life anyway, so. Yeah. It's a, it's a little bit of that. You know, it, you don't have to go around telling people what you do behind closed doors, you know. But, you know, if there is a, ever a time in our life when we do have a girlfriend or, like, somebody steady that we do, you know, want to have in our lives, you know, then I would imagine that's something we talk about. But 
we haven't talked about it now because we're just having fun. We're not, you know, inviting yeah. people into our actual life, just, you know, just our bedroom life. So. And what's that? Do your, like, has, has the, has the babysitter started to say like, see, look, I get a call like once a month where you both dress super hot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's yeah, a worry of mine. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. Every time we get a, Every time we get a sitter, yep, I'm like, okay, we've used them. Let's let's get the next sitter. You know, just try to keep the rotation going so <laughs> it's not get, so obvious. You want to get in a rhythm where some like teenage kid is like, oh, uh, I can't help but notice. Uh, you tend to always leave in thigh highs. Like, it's like. <laughs> and when you, when and when a situation like this is over, because it's a, you guys go on dates, you have relations. Are there like couple breakups? Like, do you do you break up with a couple ever? I've I've had some horrible breakups with just one person. I'm excited to hear how that goes when you double or sometimes quadruple that. But before we hear the answer to that question, we've got a lot of advertisers. They bring the show to you guys for free. Really do support them. Great products. Use the promo codes. Helps the show. We'll be back with more phone call in just a second. Support for today's show comes from Squarespace. Whatever your next big idea might be, count on Squarespace to help you create an eye-catching online platform that brings it to life. Whether you need a portfolio to showcase your work, a store to sell your products and services, or a blog to share your ideas, Squarespace gives you everything you need to look like an expert right from the start. You even get a unique domain, strengthens your brand, makes it easier for visitors to find you. And I will tell you, there's a lot of hardworking web people out there in this world. I love it. I will say on my end, I'm someone who, my website needs constant updates, road shows, anything, all these things that come and go out of my life, announcements, things, and I need to be able to update it myself. It's hard. It's hard, but not with Squarespace. Squarespace is—it becomes so intuitive, simple, easy for a uh, a bonehead like me. Even I can pull it off. Plus, look, Squarespace's award-winning templates—they create a beautiful website. It's simple. It's everything you need. You can add, arrange your own content, all with the click of a mouse. Nothing to install or patch or upgrade, none of that stuff. And if you do have a question, Squarespace has an award-winning 24-7 customer support service. Helps you with any problem. Don't, they don't, no dumb questions. They, they're not going to judge, okay? You think of them as your very own IT department. Make your next move. Start your free trial at squarespace.com today. Enter offer code CG to get 10% off your first purchase. That's CG. G, like me, Chris Gethard, squarespace.com, offer codes CG, you get 10% off. Why do potato chips that crunch louder actually taste better to us? Do restaurants make smaller sandwiches for women than men? And what can architects teach us about dumplings? For answers to these questions and many more, check out the Sporkful Food Podcast. It's a show where host Dan Pashman and his guests obsess about food to learn more about people. As Dan says... The Sporkful is not for foodies. It is for eaters. This week on The Sporkful, Dan talks with comic and actor Kamel Nanjani, great friend of mine, hilarious man. Kamel explains why he thinks all Islamophobes should be forced to try Pakistani food. I have been a guest on The Sporkful. Talked about Taylor Ham, one of the native dishes of my land, New Jersey, where I come from. It was a great time. Dan's a great guy. It's a fun, laid-back podcast, and it really thinks about food in cool ways. Highly recommended personally. Ben, a guest on it. Check it out. Subscribe to The Sporkful today in Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again to our advertisers. Now let's get back to the phone call. Are there like couple breakups? Like do you, do you break up with a couple ever? Uh, yeah. You know, we've... Yeah, I mean, it's never like in your face though. It's always kind of trails off more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's been a couple of times I think where um, we 
there's one time, you know, in particular that I can think of where it went pretty bad (laughs) with a couple, not like so bad, but it just, it went, um, we just had to end it kind of thing. We actually, we were on a vacation with a couple and um, it just did not work out while we were there with them, um, unfortunately. So about halfway through the trip, we just kind of knew it was kind of over with them and it was sort of awkward, but we just, you know, we enjoyed the rest of our trip with somebody else. It was kind of a lifestyle vacation anyway, so oh, like, <laughs> it worked uh, out okay. But it was sort of a, it was, it was awkward to be kind of ending things with them when we thought we were going to have a fun week with them and what's while the, we were there. And yeah, what's the resort I'm thinking of? That's like the lifestyle, like a famous. Uh, there's a few of them. Temptations. Temptations. Um, that's the one I've heard of. Yeah. Keto. Yeah. Yep. Hedonism. Hedonism. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, desire. Yep, desire. They have some great names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and lifestyle. We've only been to one of them. We haven't been to a. We've just been to Temptations. Is all. Yeah, and is that all inclusive? You do the all inclusive there. It is. They got the sw- yeah. The sw- yeah, it was great. Swim up bar. What was that? Topless swim up bar. The pool. The bo- park. Swim up bar. Yes. And is everybody just yeah. like naked? It's just like, is it just like, I just went to an all-inclusive resort in the Dominican Republic. Is it just like that? Except oh, yeah. everybody's like horny and, and naked. Yeah, it's, it's like pretty much. Um, it's like a, a lifestyle friendly resort. So I don't know if everybody's swingers there, but um, it's like a topless pool, sexy events, um, you know, swim up bar, all that sort of thing. And um, you know, we found quite a few swingers there. So I, yeah. you know, I would imagine there was a lot there. <laughs> and you're living the lifestyle. The lifestyle is kind of the terminology that people apply to themselves. Yep. Have you ever been yep. in a situation, like maybe it's at a resort where it, it, it seems like that? Because I would imagine you guys, you guys are very thoughtful, measured, research it. I would imagine there are some people who are like, we just like anonymous situations, group situations. I would imagine when you're in a resort, there's people from a whole different spectrum of interest. Have you guys ever been in a situation where you look around and you're like, too much, too much? <laughs> Most of the uh, stuff is behind like closed doors. Most of it's like really, you'd almost never guess it if you were like around the pools and whatnot. It's a lot of like uh, more or less polite conversation and just seeing if it goes anywhere, it seems. Uh, we have known quite a few people who that's how they started out. They just decided they want to do it and they flew to like even some of the more advanced resorts where it's, it's all lifestyle people and uh, where there's, you know, exactly that. There's, you know, like club night where there'll be X amount of people in a room and they just start tearing off and uh, and go from there. So, I mean, we've never done that in particular, but uh, people do start there, which which seems crazy to me. Yeah. <laughs> what happens? Like, what happens if you guys fly to Temptations? You get down there. This is your secret life. Is there ever that concern of like you're going to turn a corner and be like, ah, fuck, that's my boss. Sorry, Sally. Uh, <laughs> so, like, any is there any ever? Have you had that situation? Where, but I guess you guys research couples so much. But it would be more of like a resort or a lifestyle event that that's a concern, right? No, we're actually in a pretty like again a pretty small area we'll say less than, you know, less than a hundred thousand people. And we ran into people just at schools and different things where you don't know them, but you know, they're on websites or you know who they are and you immediately can place it. And then you just get the fuck out of there. Basically. <laughs> <how> the approach. <laughs> run, run. There's no tip of the hat. There's no, uh, push the no. glasses down yeah, at the end of your nose and wink over them. Right. 
but we've had people over that were maybe coming to stay for a weekend or to hang out more of our, like friends that we have had long term and we've had you know someone drop by unexpectedly to say hi and you're like oh this is so and so they we know them from work you know kind of thing and yeah that, it happens and that like when the kids are all, like kids kids you're gonna go you can go stay with grandma and grandpa this weekend and then right exactly wow yeah. wow <laughs> Wow. Now I do have to assume, and you, you guys have been so thoughtful about it. It's, it's clear. Like this is, this, this is a, a choice you're making that works for you guys. You don't sound particularly hedonistic. Um, I would have to imagine just so we get this on record, like I would have to imagine you guys, and I would imagine most people in the lifestyle there, you're, you're, you're playing real safe with this stuff, right? Like there's, there's gotta be concerns about diseases and, and things like that. Oh yeah, definitely, absolutely. That's um, it's one of the first things you talk about with people. Really, when you start to get to know people, you always cover. You know, are you safe? Do you use condoms? Do you, are you? You know, do you have any diseases? We always talk about that. We know everybody's. You know, personal info before we get with them for sure. Yeah, testing. <laughs> like when you go to Temptations, yeah. do they have like a booth set up just for testing? Like. <laughs> <laughs> No, I feel like some patients get a bad rap because when we were there, it was pretty much spring ba- like semi mixed spring break. So I don't know if it's like full on like lifestyle, but um, uh-huh. yeah, definitely you definitely get tested routinely, and you, you definitely make sure you're you're keeping yourself and everyone else safe. No, I want to ask too because, like I said, you guys seem like happy couple. Sounds like. You know, in talking to you, just your tones of voices, like, it's not like you're oozing sexuality into the phone. Seem like, like you said, 30 days of the month, pretty average home kids is what it is. There are a lot of people listening to this who I'm sure, regardless of all of that, just their gut instinct is to judge it, condemn it. How do you respond to Mm -hmm. those people? Like, what's the, you know what I mean? There's people out there who have value systems where this is the thing to condemn, what do you, what do you? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we understand that. And that's, you know, part of the reason why we are, live our life secret. You know, there's, there's people that will judge us and, you know, we know that we're, we're good people and we're just doing what works in our life and we're not hurting anybody. We're having fun and, you know, we're happy with each other and we're happy with what we're doing. So, you know, to me, it's not a problem. We're not hurting anybody, you know, and I understand the people are, you know, some people maybe would take it you know, differently or like that we're bad people, but I just don't believe, you know, that we're bad people. So it doesn't bother me if people think that, because I know that we're not yet, you know, we're not bad people. So. And, and do you- I think the main reason for us to do like uh, an interview like this is just to kind of maybe shed some light on it. Yeah. It's not all debauchery and heathens. It's more like, you know, a lifestyle choice people make. And, um, yeah, something that that we we like for us, but we're not. I'm never going to push it on anybody else, or um, you know, be be upfrontal or too in your face about it. And do you wish it was more open, or is like I would imagine there's got to be some part where the secretive side is like hot, right? Like there's got to is that a factor for you, or like I know um, I know like polyamory for example example is something that people like talk more and more open about is that is there that wish there or are you like no we're pretty psyched with how how we got the current setup it's it's hard to keep the secret you know like i i would love to tell you know everybody i would i would love to just because 
for me, you know, half of it is, you know, I do like women and it's hard to just live, you know, as a, you know, a straight woman, you know, all the time married with kids, you know, and that's not my true self, you know, so for me, it's a little bit harder to keep the secret and just, you know, keep that persona going. Um, but at the same time, you know, we've had a lot of talks about it and we know that telling people is just going to cause unwanted judgment and rumors and, you know, people won't understand it. And, you know, so there, there is no reason to say it besides just, you know, to have a clear conscience, you know, and, you know, for me, it's just, it's not worth it. So we just keep it secret, keep it to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, both of us are pretty open, and we're both terrible liars. So that's usually the only hindrance is just remembering to leave out details or to to censor the stories you tell if you're talking to to vanilla friends or whatever. And uh, yeah, but for me, it's like don't say a word to anybody. Why would you? Um, in, in my my opinion, you're, she's a little more. Especially after a few drinks, wants to tell everybody, wants to discuss it. No, no, bad for business. Bad idea. (laughs) Have you have you ever like have you been found out? Have you had to have some like, okay, look, uh, here's what's really going on. Like, have have you had people in your life who have picked up on it? Mm. Yeah, we had a kind of a bummer of a story. We had um, a friend of a friend try to out us at a at like just a random friend's house one time they had said you know i think i think they're swingers and you know these are the reasons why i think that and you know we just kind of had to deny 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 but of course you know the things that he had said why he thinks that are of course all true you know mm-hmm. and he did have you know he knew proof but we just had to keep denying it you know we're just no nope, that's not us and you know just yeah. we can't let it go you know can't let it out i guess so we just keep denying that's a bummer what had he like seen you? Had he seen your profiles on websites or something? He, he had uh, he had known somebody that we knew through a series of channels, and uh, <laughs> that was about the extent of his research. Yeah. He actually told yeah. a friend that that does know that initial person we told to come looking for us if we were if he wasn't hearing from us, and uh, so he told him, and he was like in the middle of this and yeah, we just kind of denied and backed out of it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bummer. That that's, that's a weird thing to put on you. I will say, can I just applaud yeah. you? I really love all the language. Like there's a language to this culture. I've already picked up on it in 50 minutes of talking of saying like, there is a friend who we knew through some a series of channels and say, <laughs> saying things like well, at some of the more advanced resorts. Like, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things here. The advanced resorts. It gets really crazy there. It's, it's, it's almost like a subculture with its own terminology and, and uh, yeah, its own way of working. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. You guys got any plans coming? You got any plans coming up? Any hot plans? Do you like? We have a, do you like plan all month and just get super worked up and hot? Is it like you three weeks yeah, out? Kinda. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, we have a date coming up that's like probably three weeks out. <laughs> so with a new couple that we had met um, at a party, actually the last party we went to, so we've been kind of texting with them, and we have a date set up. So waiting on that one. And what's the anticipation like? Like, what's going through your head right now? Mm, I guess. I just getting to know them, I guess, you know, God we, damn we it. seem I'm like we trying to make know. this, I'm trying to make this thing all a porno. And then you just keep answering with all these well thought out, extremely thoughtful answers in your Midwestern accent. 
<laughs> trying to get there it all pornographic. Yes, there is a lot of uh, there's a lot of dirty talk before and after with her that she's not yeah. telling you. Um, yeah. yeah, she gets very <laughs> excited at least before where she'll um, she'll almost you know say certain situations or like I think it'd be great if you did this and uh, only <laughs> a little more vulgar. In the in a bedroom setting. Yeah, I get, I get. I, I feel like uh, you you really you you uh, you don't want me to know, but you want me to know there's something to know. <laughs> right, right. That's a good way to put it. That's that's what I'm. Yeah. I, the teasing, the teasing here. No, that's fine. The last thing I want to do is drag out all sorts of like uh, dirty details. When you have explicitly <laughs> said part of you wanting to make this call is to present the fact that it's not just constantly that. <laughs> no, it's it's honestly it's a lot more about relationships and and connecting with people that understand the real you. That's for me. That's like the best part of it. So yeah, that's such a cool way to think of it. I don't think I've ever thought of this particular yeah. lifestyle like that. Of there's something in me, and I'm yeah. I don't want to stuff it down. I want to embrace it. Yeah, exactly. Seems healthy to me. <laughs> what do you think? Do you think if you hadn't embraced this? Do you think it would have negatively affected your marriage or would it have just been uh, what it was? Yeah, I definitely, I mean, we, we had quite a few years where we just, you know, going through the motions, not super happy, you know, just kind of doing what you're supposed to do. And, you know, I think when we truly became happy is when we were honest with each other about, you know, those sexual wants, you know, then you open up that whole world and you get to know each other on a whole nother level that, you know, you never shared before. Um, you know, so I think it, if we had never opened that, you know, that we would have just been going through the motions and doing, you know, our normal life, maybe not super happy, but maybe, you know, just regular happy <laughs> going through the emotions, you know? Yeah. So is there like one yeah, way? I'd say it, it definitely keeps us active and keeps us motivated to, you know, stay in shape somewhat and just to, yeah. um, it keeps you current. It keeps you you know, it keeps you excited about stuff. Keeps for us, it keeps us happy. Um, something, to, always something to do. Always something to something going on. Yeah. Mhm. So is there like, is there like one weekend a month where your kids are like, mom and dad are like, super relaxed? <laughs> so like, <laughs> one week a month where it's like, mom and dad aren't getting worked up about anything. <laughs> well, I say no. We're I would gone say and, you know, Sunday all day is movie day. What's that? Yeah, yeah. When we come when we oh. come home, then from a date, we'll just have a movie day. We'll just hang all day and watch movies. <laughs> you have a rest and recovery day. Let's throw on a Pixar yeah. flick and just really chill out, guys. You guys want to order in? Let's order in. I don't feel like cooking. Let's order yeah. in. That's almost. That's very accurate. That's exactly it. Yep. Wow, I'm starting to figure it out. I'm, I'm starting to understand the lifestyle a little bit. <laughs> and here's the thing when you were first timers i'm sure that the mm -hmm. couple who showed you it there must be do you do you guys is that like a thing you pass like do you work with first timers like is that a thing or do you try to avoid yeah. that's a great that's a great question because um typically no because there's just that level of unsured unsureness and there's like just people are figuring out so we kind of tend to stay away from that just and the drama associated with that, I guess. So, so we particularly know, but there's, there's also people who definitely go for that. 
and that's like a big um big thing for them right that's yeah. part of it like the the first couple that we were with they they were like that they like the newbies you know they like to kind of show them the ropes and stuff and you know it worked out great for us because we kind of learned from that you know but now that's not how we are now that we're not newbies right. anymore who wants to be in the middle of a sex act to turn around and see some dude crying in the corner Right? Right. <laughs> You're like, oh, they haven't actually, talked about this yet. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, this wasn't for me. This actually was not for me. <laughs> Just like that feeling. Like, yeah. <laughs> I thought this was for me, but this is so not for me. <laughs> like, you just have that experience half an hour in. Like, oh, God. And then she's like, oh, this is really for me. And he's like, I know. Oh, God, I know. <laughs> actually, the first, I can give you somewhat of a juicy story. The, yeah. the first people we were ever with were friends of ours. We were telling them, you know, she was basically talking about how she's interested in a girlfriend and she's, she's looking on these websites, yada, yada, yada. And the girl she was, from this couple she was talking to, they're completely just our hangout, um, really good life friends. And she seemed to be very interested in that. And that, um, it kind of took off from there. They ended up, uh, hooking up, a like a month or so later. And then eventually that, you know, it, it all happened. And that was how we knew it. That was like the first time for us. And that's how we knew like, yeah, this is something that, that works for us. And I would say they had the, uh, a very opposite reaction where it didn't, um, it wasn't for them. Oh boy. Yeah, it was a mess. Like we, we just, you know, we're like, oh, that was great. That was fun. And then all of a sudden it's like, she's in tears and she's crying and they're fighting. And it was just like a very big turn of events, <laughs> you know, from yeah. fun to, uh oh, we and messed it up here. Probably looking, and looking back, that was you know, more our bad because we had known that something we wanted to try for like a couple of years. We had talked about it thoroughly and we thought we had talked about it with them. And uh, I don't know, they just weren't. It just wasn't something they, they weren't on the same page. Yeah, they just afterwards. Their communication wasn't there, I guess. So when they're breaking down, are you guys just looking at each other like, uh, we gotta go get the we got we gotta get the sitter off the clock, guys. We gotta get the sitter off the clock. We're gonna, thank, thank you so much. Uh, no, hey, thanks so much for everything. I'll uh, talk soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I was like down there for a couple hours listening to her cry and hear all the relationship problems and it was yeah it was a it was an interesting night yeah i think i i went to bed but you went ahead and talked her through it (laughs) which was nice of you wow i'm blown away blown away by this call (laughs) you i think you've success well i think you've successfully uh i think you've successfully normalized something that a lot of people view with a side eye. I think that's pretty cool. That's yeah, pretty cool. Cool. That's awesome. It's it's kind of fun just to bring it out in the open and just to kind of see what people's thoughts are because it is such a secret. You know, you don't you don't know how people are going to react. So Well, you I can I also say too, if I may just offer not any judgment, but a little analysis. Seems like you, sir, yeah. are happy to share the information and you, ma'am, are really enjoying <laughs> letting me know about this. <laughs> the the way you've broken down that you're maybe a little bit more of a, a show off about it is is bleeding through the call just a little bit. <laughs> I think that's fair. We got about a minute left. What else should I know? What 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 else should I know? Hmm. Um, I would just say that I guess 
the point of what we were saying is that it's it's a lifestyle like like anything else, and it's for some people, it's not for others. Um, anyone that's thinking about it, like make sure you're 100% both on board. Don't don't drag somebody into it, um, and just communicate, communicate, communicate. The more you talk about it, the more you know or have an idea of how you would uh, approach it or feel about it. I would think communicate, communicate, communicate is advice that could help a lot of couples, whether they're thinking about getting mm-hmm. into the swinging lifestyle or not. Absolutely. Look at that. So what, well, you thanks got, so much for taking our call. It's awesome. Yeah, no, it's my pleasure. What are you, are you cooking casserole tonight or? Yeah, just a regular <laughs> night tonight. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Thank you guys so much for talking to me. Thank you. Yeah, yes. thank you. Hey, we, uh, we caught um, Don't Think Twice a few weeks ago and thought it was really great. So thank uh, you. Good job, man. That was, that's rad. That was a cool movie. More people should see it. <laughs> Can't wait to text for Bigley and say that we're big in the swinger lifestyle. Thank you so much, callers. Sorry that I was so stammery about jumping in with the three-way call aspect. Um, you guys seem nice. I hope everything goes well with you and your family. And, uh, and thanks. Thanks for filling me in. Thanks for filling me in. Specific lifestyle, but happy to hear all about it. You guys seem cool to me. I feel nervous. I feel nervous because it's weird. I don't know why. Who cares? Thank you guys for calling. Thank you to everybody for listening. I want to thank people who helped uh, build this show in its early days, the Reverend John DeLore, Greta Cohen. I want to thank Jared O'Connell in the booth, Harry Nelson hanging out, guiding this, uh, this blossoming community. Join the Facebook group. Don't forget, beautiful anonymous the community on Facebook. Thank you to Shell Shag, fantastic musicians, fantastic friends of mine. All the music throughout the show is by Shell Shag. Want to know more about where I'll be out on the road? Go to chrisgeth.com. And don't forget, if you like Beautiful Anonymous, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. It really helps so much. Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy the power of earning extra money whenever you want. Get your side hustle on and drive with Uber. No one's going to tell you when to come in or ask you to work late. It's a great fit for anybody whose regular schedule is always changing. Sign up today at uber.com slash drive now. Hello? Hello. How are you? Doing well. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, so maybe I, I'll just explain like the very brief bullet point of what we're doing for anybody listening. Um, basically, Subaru has has uh, allowed us to make sort of like mini episodes of my podcast where I talk to people anonymously, and I understand you are a uh, your fan, your fan of Subaru, and you're willing to talk yeah. about about wherever this one might go. Right. What? Why do you? What is it that's making all these? I'm talking to all these people who are like flipping out about Subaru. What is it about Subaru that causes this? Like, I would say like this uh, borderline like uh, addiction to the Subaru brand. It, it definitely is. It was one of those things where I didn't really understand it, stand it until I actually rode in one, and then as soon as I rode in one, I uh, ended up just wanting to be in one all the time, and I end up when I you know, totaled my car hitting a deer. It was the first thing I looked for. <laughs> wow. <a Subaru. laughs> so most, <laughs> most people total a car and they're like, oh, this is one of the scariest experiences of my life. And you're like, as you're skidding to a halt, you're like, score, now I can get that Subaru I've had my eye on. 
that's essentially exactly how it happened. <laughs> wow. Do you live in a really rural area? Um, it's not super rural. Um, I live just outside of Albuquerque, New Mexico, up in the Sandia Mountains up in there. So That sounds cool. What's the best what's the best adventure you've gone on in a Subaru? Like as someone who lives in an area of the world that lends itself to adventures, what is the best adventure you've been on? Hmm. Okay, so in in the, you know, several years that my husband and I have been together, um we've owned a lot of Subarus, even up to 8 at one time. What? And so we have those, we like to race car them around, take them out to autocross, you know, do stuff like that. What's autocross? Um, you mentioned autocross. Autocross actually is a motorsport where you go out and they set up a whole bunch of cones, usually in an open parking lot sort of place, and you go through them as fast as you can. Did you meet did you meet your husband through autocross? Not through autocross, actually. In here in New Mexico, uh, there's this one event every year. It's called the Jemez Cruise. And basically anyone who's into any kind of car goes to this Jemez cruise and we all go up to Jemez Springs and hang out and it's thousands and thousands of people. And um, I went up with my cousin and we were hanging out. My cousin was like, oh, I forgot that I have a, you know, a wedding to go to. I'll see you later. And um, I didn't have a ride home. And actually my husband gave me a ride home. Just randomly in a Subaru. <laughs> in a Subaru. Yes. You met your husband inside a Subaru. Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, he was like, you know, I'll give you a ride home, you know. So then he's giving you a ride home, and your your gears start turning. You're like, oh, chivalry's not dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Handsome fellow. Handsome fellow doing right by me right here. Yeah, it was it was really awesome. And I don't know if you've ever heard of VeggieTales. VeggieTales? Uh, I didn't expect <laughs> you to say that. I, it's a real curveball in this story, I must admit. <laughs> Well, that's what we talked about all the way home. I, you know, I grew up with VeggieTales and so did he. And I don't know how we got on that topic, but that's what we talked about the whole way home. So you guys are taking a nice cruise down the sides of mountains under the clear blue skies of New Mexico, talking about VeggieTales and a love is born. Yep. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Anyone listening, just so you know, if you ever wind up in a Subaru with a person you got a crush on and you talk about VeggieTales... You get, you'll you'll get married. You get married. That's like a magic potion. Thank you for talking. That was really fascinating. Yeah, thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Hey, everybody. You're out there. You're wondering why Subaru people love their cars so much. Go to meetanowner.com right now. You'll meet other real Subaru owners. They'll be, they'll be able to tell you in their own words why they love their cars. Next time on Beautiful Anonymous... I could sing the whole thing off the top of my head right now. The lyrics are incredible. I can't place it, so I, I'm going to look at it, and or I'm going to look it up. You might, and I think here. probably it's better that that be the first experience than you singing it. Maybe that I don't know I, about I, it. I, I'm I gonna, hold on, I'm gonna, we're going to test it. I was 21 years when I wrote this song. I'm 22 now, but I won't be for long. People ask me, when will you grow up to be a man? But all the girls I loved in school are already pushing prayers. I loved you then as I love you still Though I put you on a pedestal, they put you on the pill Don't feel bad about letting you go I just feel sad about letting you know I don't want to change the world I'm not looking for a New England I'm just looking for another girl That doesn't ring any bells? 
That's a great chorus. I don't want to change the world. I'm not looking for a new one. It sounded like Morrissey was singing it, but I... Well, Billy Bragg opened for the Smiths. They were all friends. Anyway. That's next time on Beautiful Anonymous. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm the host of a show called In Your Dreams. I had a dream that I was in my basement, and I very enthusiastically cut off my left hand. Alongside my very good friend and dream analyst, Gary Richardson. This was a show where... We started off, we said we're going to analyze dreams. We said people could call in, let us know about their dreams, and we'd break them down. When I do have dreams, um, I call them like reality mares. That dream made me want to throw up. (laughs) That was disgusting. But I'll say, pretty much right out of the gate, things got a little crazy. What are we doing? What the hell is this? You're going to put a fucking mattress Ahead of our friendship? Find out what went down. Walk into the heart of darkness with us. It's like my personal apocalypse now. Listen to In Your Dreams, very kindly presented by the folks at Casper. It's only on Earwolf. It's one of the things I'm most proud of. Comedically, I think it's uh, pretty strange, pretty funny, and I think you will enjoy it. Thanks so much. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf.